Thank you for joining us today for Building Greatness, The Warrior Way. Your hosts, as always, would be your Dean of Athletics, Sean Harris. Yay, yay. <laughs> and me, Sherm Dog. I am the head baseball coach at Westcliff University. we got a lot to get to today, and our topic, for the most part, is going to be the early success of Westcliff Athletics. From where we started back at the beginning of 2019 to where we are today, this is July 1st, 2020. And we uh, have the man who is in charge of all of the success, of course, our Dean of Athletics, Sean Harris, taking us from where we were at the beginning to where we are now and to where we're headed. We had a lot of success on the field of play for such an early start. Uh, As an example, our men's and women's soccer team headed up by uh, our head coach, Joey O'Keefe. Men's team was 10-5-2. The women's team was 9-1-1. And uh, we had some absolute outstanding play from both the men's and the women's. Uh, We have team MVPs. We've got uh, Warrior of the Year. And all of that was brought on by our first round picks, as uh, our Dean of Athletics likes to say, Sean. And so with that in mind, I want to ask you very quickly, how do you think that we were so successful so early on in our athletic department uh, universe, I guess you might say, because when you got here, we had almost no athletic department, and now we have success almost immediately on the field to play. Yeah, you know, uh, Sherm Dog, I would say due diligence. Uh, we we were hungry. I mean, every every team, every every coach wanted it. Every coach did all the little things. It's it's never one big step. It's the little steps that that get you to where you want to get to. And I think. We just covered the details and believed in each other and, um, you know, came together as one unit, one athletic unit, one team and players bought in and, and success just came came with it. It was a byproduct of all the hard work that everybody put in. Yeah. You know, looking back on it, there were some programs that were in disarray when we all arrived. Uh, there was transition, coaches on the way out, coaches on the way in, players on the way out, players on the way in. You always told us that we are the CEOs of our own teams, and you let us run it the way we wanted to run it. And so with that comes great responsibility, holding yourself to a higher standard, holding your players accountable as well. But you seem to get all the right coaches in the right places. Now, of course, I'm going to be a little bit biased because I'm one of those coaches, but your vision for all of this is coming to fruition a lot faster um, than some thought. I mean, this is what you expect as a coach. You want to have this kind of success. But uh, as I say, you know, our our men's soccer team had a great year. And Josh Glover, the keeper, was the warrior of the year. He was also the defensive MVP of the team. And it starts with guys like that. I mean, he just became the natural leader. And we found what happened to be the first of our five C's great athletes with superior character. And then it just all goes from there. So with all that in mind, because, you know, Coach O'Keefe had to find a lot of players in a short period of time. He got hired in February and they started in August. So um, with all of that in mind and finding coaches like Joey, and we're going to talk about some of the other coaches as well, um, and some of the new sports that are coming on, what do you expect early on? I mean, nobody ever wants to say, hey, I'll be happy with a 500 record, but 
Is that the case? Would you have been happy with a 500 record for some of our teams uh, to start off? Sure. Never. <laughs> Never. I mean, mediocre is not even something we even try to fathom, you know, or I can't even, you know, I'm, I'm afraid of being average. So that was never the case. Um, so it was only one option and that, and that was the win and, and win the right way. Um, you know, to say disarray um, is, is saying it lightly. I mean, there was, it was like life support. Let's be honest. I mean, uh, we needed an AED, we needed CPR, we needed everything <laughs> um, to get it, you know, to where it needed to be. And, and Joey, you know, young dynamic coach, never coached college. So, you know, I picked him out of um, Pacifica, you know, um, Christian, Orange County. You know, um, I have some history there and, you know, we kind of did some research and it's a great story, you know, behind how I kind of scooped up uh, Joey without him even knowing. But, um, you know, we'll talk about that at a later date. But, yeah, it's just understanding and recognizing talent and, knowing what you want to get accomplished and then getting the right people to do it. I mean, first round draft picks is all we're looking for. I mean, you talked about our five C's, you know, with uh, superior character for athletes, but that goes with coaches as well. So it's transparent for both. I mean, that's really what it's about. Um, getting uh, complete buy-in with no deviation. And then, you know, from there you build the foundation and you just keep building up. So um, it, it's been exciting thus far. Hmm. It certainly has. Um, you know, there's another player on that men's team, Kevin Belmonte, who was the center back. He won the Team Warrior of the Year award. Both those guys, Josh and Kevin, uh, were in the NAI previously. They brought experience. They were both captains, and they never had to be reminded what to do. And so, uh, you know, we're fortunate that we have the system set up now because early on, when we first got hired, there was no system. And you had the vision to say, all right, I'm putting you guys in charge or you ladies in charge of your sports and you take off. So how is it that you didn't look at us and say, you know, I want to have a hand in absolutely everything because we're brand new. You know, we need we might need that guidance. But you had the wherewithal to say, I'm putting you in that position. You guys, you gals, take it from here and just make it work. Well, you know, I mean, the old, old cliche is everybody say trust the process. You know, mm -hmm. um, I, I don't trust the process. I trust the people that I put in place to operate the process. So that's the first thing um, for me. You know, so once I, I'm all in on a coach and, and I did my due diligence, you know, I'm empowerment is huge. You know, the, the fastest way to build trust is through production, in my opinion, you know, and that means that I'm either going to meet or exceed my coach's enthusiasm for what they're doing. Um, number one, you know, I always look for, you know, passion and ambition, you know, being equally yoked. Um, you got to have both, but it got to be measurable to a point where they're both controlled. You know, that way you continue to to be able to coach the, the, the coach, you know, teach and develop and they can receive what you're trying to say with without any ego, any pride getting in the way because uh, we know they kill championships. Pride does it, you know, always comes before the fall. Um, you know, that's biblical. And, and first and foremost, for me personally, you know, um, I would be remiss in not sharing, you know, my personal beliefs. You know, I got a strong faith in God and I just believe that, you know, God gave me discernment to, to get this done. And, and I really lean on him for every decision that I make, you know, for this program. And, and I think, you know, staying humble, you know, you're always going to rise. And I think just with a accumulation of just having, you know, the experience of, you know, building 
successful dynamic teams at the corporate level for over 25 years, it, it was easy for me to see what team dynamics is all about and infuse that into Westcliff, you know, from an athletic standpoint. So uh, it, it was pretty much an a easy deal for me regarding the people, uh, you know. So, you know, I'm this is what I do, you know, and, and I'm unapologetic about it, you know, not bragging or boasting, but I think you have to have that confidence, you know. Um, but some people confuse that with arrogance. But if you know me, you know, it's, it's nothing arrogant about me, but I think we got to move into such a confidence that, you know, people want to see in, in leadership and want to get behind and you got to be able to galvanize the troops. And I think, you know, spending eight years in the Marine Corps allowed me to, to foster some of those leadership skills to, to make it easy for people to get behind me and, and tighten up their bootstraps and, and get to work. So, you know, that's kind of, you know, in a, in a snapshot of how we, we, we did it. And, sure. and, and I said, we, cause it, it's just not me. I'm not a man walking along. I have a great, great staff. You know, those who coach, those who are administrators, those who are content creators, you know, I respect, you know, the janitor, if it's the CEO. So everyone knows where they stand with me. And I have the highest, most admiration and respect for, for everyone who works uh, with me. I don't say for me, even though I know we got an org chart and I do have a lot of people that's working for me. I feel like they work with me to a common goal. And, and that's my attitude when it comes to getting it done. Sure. And it seems like in your previous life, whether it was in retail or it was in the Marines, it seems like it for you and what you've brought to the university and the athletic department in particular, trust seems like it has more to do with anything. It has to do with everything. Um, you know, we trust you. You trust us to do our jobs. And you've also said many times, hey, you know what? I'm not going to babysit. I'm not going to get in your way. You run your teams. You do what you need to do. And for the most part, that has taken place. Is the is it all about trust or is there more to it? Yeah, it's, it's more to it. But but trust and loyalty is a non-negotiable for me. I mean, you know, just as well as I trust, you know, the people I work with, you know, I also trust my boss, you know, Dr. Lee, who has allowed me to work in this capacity. You know, um, he, he allows me to share my vision that, you know, coincides with the vision he has for the university. And um, that trust between us is is really key. And, you know, it's, it starts from the top. So, you know, my job is to make his job easier. And I take pride in that, you know, so and I hope people will do the same for me. You know, so I, I come and bring this to the table each and every day because, you know, I want to make the people who I work with proud in what I do. And, and I represent everyone, not just athletics. I represent, you know, I represent the whole university. So I take great pride in that as well. And all of that is reflection of my family, you know, the Harris family, not my immediate family, but, you know, my, my aunts and uncles and and, and grandparents and, and those who prayed over me before I knew who I was. You know, I mean, this is my namesake and I, and I take that, you know, um, serious, you know, and, and I want my kids to be a reflection of me. So it's a lot of things that, you know, gets me, you know, pumped up and, and, and want to chase greatness every day. And um, but most of it is I, I hate to let anyone down, you know, so, you know, I, I've always felt like I've been the ultimate teammate in everything that I do. I'm, I'm more concerned about others than I am for myself. I pray more for others than I do for myself. So I think, you know, I'm a natural giver and, and I want to make people uh, happy 
you know, but I also, you know, don't lose my DNA and I don't need, you know, a certain acceptance or a certain validation. You know, I know who I am, but I do want to make sure that I'm considerate and have an empathy for others, you know, while I'm doing what I do. Yeah, absolutely. Well said. Um, I want to get back to the field of play just for a second. Uh, our women's soccer team was nine, one and one. They were beasts. They were, they, they, were, was, they were dynamic. Un- unbelievable. And that one loss could have been a win. I remember that game. They actually won a game 22 to nothing. I've, I've never seen that. Um, obviously, the maybe the other team wasn't quite up to our standards. Oh, they but- were up to the standards. I mean, the, let's just be honest. I mean, sometimes you come to play and you just get wrecked. You know, they just got tore up. I mean, you know, uh, we didn't miss, like, if you look at our schedule, we didn't duck anybody, you know, Sherm. Like, that's one thing that I take pride in, like, no white towels, right? We, we don't duck anybody. Like, so the women's schedule wasn't uh, weak, you know, it wasn't weak sauce. It wasn't soft, you know. So I, I want our listeners to think that we just, you know, put 22 and on anybody. Like, we played perennials out there you know, as a startup inaugural team, our girls just made it happen. You know, that was one of my favorite bunches, to be honest with you. You know, I got a chance to travel with them and see them a lot. Um, It's a couple of videos I posted out with them, you know, really just dancing and having a great time. I I really believe they really exemplified what it meant with the five C's. And and I think they won team of the year, too. Um, So I think other people felt the same way. Yeah, absolutely. And Joey was coach of the year. Oh, yeah. Ever. Yeah, coach was. Coach was. And now my thing is, you know, you're going to be a one-hit wonder or you're going to um, <laughs> be able to uh, go back to back. I mean, that's what Drake say. Go back to back. Can he go back mm-hmm. to back? I, that's what I want to know. Like, you know, anybody can be, you know, an all-star one year, but the legends do it multiple times. So um, I think there's some coaches out there that's going to give them a run for their money this year if we can uh, play this year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's uh, that's the big question mark. But you know, he had. I mean, I'm waiting for so, you to step up, Shem Dog. I mean, I mean you know, yeah, I, know. Not, I mean, not to put you on the spot here, but you know, I think you should be going after his neck too. Hey, everybody's chasing him. He's got a target on his back now. Yeah. No. So, deservingly he, so, though, right? Deservingly yeah, so. Oh, yeah. He went very far, very fast. He had players like Rebecca Gonzalez and Nelly Galeana. You know, the natural team leaders. Uh, Nelly was the team MVP. And um, Rebecca was the center back and got female athlete of the year. So he found some absolute studs. He found some great players very quickly. As I say, they were both game changers. You know, they were the ones to step it up on the field. And they were the ones that were leading uh, just about every contest. I mean, you couldn't ask for more than what he got out of those players. They were fabulous all year long. I think it's a testament of, you know, I mean, it's coaching one-on-one, you know, you have to recruit, right? You have to recruit. You need talent, right? And I, I say this all the time, and you hear me coin this phrase, like, you're not going to win the Kentucky Derby with a donkey. You're just not going to – it's not going to happen. You know, so you know you need, you know, the right talent in the stable. But that means coachable talent as well because talent alone doesn't get you there. You got to have hard work. You got to have dedication, you, you know, to craft and to others. And, you know, it takes a lot to get a team dynamic. But, you know, I really, really believe – um, we create, you know, that environment. Like I'm super competitive. Um, so I, I can't take no for an answer when it comes to chasing greatness. And I think my coaches feel that, I mean, you know, I, I believe, you know, competition is healthy, you know, for growth, you know, without the politics though, you know, because, 
you know, sports is a meritocracy. You, you hear me preach this all the time. It's based off of merit. And you can do that here at Westcliff. I mean, I'm I'm looking at you based off your history and your performance. I don't care about your name and what they said you did is what you're doing right now. You know, and I think the only expectation for me is for every one of my athletes and my coaches to have an opportunity to compete in an uncontaminated environment. And that's what you have here at Westcliff. You know, we're going to give you all the tools you need to be successful, whatever you want to do. Um, I've been on all levels, you know, when it comes to coaching, you know, I'm, I'm connected to the pro level. I'm a WNBA agent as well. Not many ADs can say that. Uh, and, and I write curriculum for the program. So we, we, we make sure that you educate it as well. And I go to school while I'm doing all this. So I understand, um, you know, the plight, you know, of the student athlete and how hard it is to perform at a higher level. You know, right now, you know, I'm, I don't have any, um, you know, time of attendance, you know, as far as sports. So this is the way that I compete. And that's trying to be the best, you know, um, dean of athletics than anybody in the country. And um, mm. and I know I'm not there. I've got plenty of work and I need to work with my staff to get better. But we're coming. Westcliff is coming. I'm coming. My coaches are coming. We're coming. So we're trying to put everybody on notice because we love to compete. So that's this kind of environment we have here at Westcliff. Yeah, agreed entirely. I want to talk very quickly about our women's volleyball team. Uh, Coach Trent was in a very unique situation, and he walked into a program and had to you know, get a group of players together, none of which he had the opportunity of recruiting. Right. Uh, it was a difficult situation. He got hired four days before the first game. Yeah. His first contest, yeah, and they won the first game. The first uh, they went three and zero against Providence Christian in that first uh, timeout, and he had four players that really led things for him. But he says that the team chemistry uh, and the way the team came together in dealing with the coaching transition really set the tone for them. I can't even imagine what it would be like to take over a program four days before your first contest and then go out there and and get a win three zero and and. The rest of the year went the same way. They had some really nice runs. They had a winning streak of four games and another one of five games. And they went 15-9 and nine Yeah, in a brand-new program. That's unheard of. You know, I heard Urban Meyer do that once when he took over the Ohio State program. That's a great football. company. That's, that's a big that name you're throwing out there. Uh, yeah, that's that, of course. That's a huge name. I mean, of course. No there may be others, Urban, but, you know, but that's a yeah. huge name. I mean, he's done it multiple years, so I think we might have to tap out with using Urban as an example. <laughs> no, um, no, no. I, but I told Urban. I, I told Urban. Yeah. I, I told him, I said, look, there's only one other guy, and that's a guy named Derek Trent. That's right. a name we're close to you. And Urban said, okay. Okay. Well, <laughs> you know what? I think Urban is a little more of a competitor than that. So he probably told you, go fish, you know. And, and I would tell you, go fish too. But but what I will tell you is this, though. Hey, uh, Coach Trent did a heck of a job. You know, I'm, you know, I'm really kind of um, a little difficult, you know, um, you know, AD because – I don't let circumstances dictate my decision making, right? So if you're not, if you're, here's the deal. Like nobody get a special pass, not even me. Like I'm the first person I check in the morning, you know, self-evaluation of self. So every day I look in the mirror, I said, I got to dig deeper. I got to do more. I got to get better. So it's easy for me to, to transfer that energy to my staff. I mean, I'm the dude that I cut off his nose to despite his face. I, I don't have any regards to, 
you know, self-preservation when it comes to competing and chasing greatness. Like I think exposure is your best key and remedy to be successful. I've always learned more, you know, in the valleys than I have on the mountaintop. So, you know, I, I think, you know, you come together. I mean, adversity, you know, you know, breathes, you know, a greatness, you know, simultaneously, you know, that's one of my sayings. I mean, that's just truly how I feel about it. So yeah, we made some tough decisions, and, and I'm thankful for, for those coaches who were there previous because they did their part, you know, but it, it's different levels. And as we're leveling up, we got to get better. You got to be a best, better version of yourself. And that's me daily. So I think, you know, Trent came in and did his thing. The team really rallied behind him. He had a lot of strong, you know, junior and senior presence, you know, which was huge. Um, they were academic warriors as a group, you know, so they were solid in the classroom. They just needed something to believe in, and he provided that. So I'm, I'm truly, truly grateful for him, you know, taking the reins and, and really stepping up and leveling up, and, and I believe he did that, and his record shows that. But, you know, me, Sherm, you know, it, it's not about records, you know, with me. You know, it's about are we providing our student-athletes with the best uh, position to win and, and to be able to comp compete, you know, um, with a high level of education. And I felt like he, he, he did that. He increased that environment. So even if he went 0-15 this year, but in those things happen, of course, we got to, you know, change some things because we're in this business. This is, this is sports, you know, we're paid to win, but I would have been happy if we just, uh, you know, putting out great young women in this world, you know, like, at the end of the day, I'm here to make sure they graduate, you know, so it's a lot of dynamics that, that comes into college athletics. But to your point, you know, I'm very, very proud and extremely thankful, you know, for the job that Coach Trent did. All right. Let me throw a few numbers at you. Riley Adair had 35 aces and 168 digs, led the team. Uh, Tiana Gildernew, 264 assists. Aliza Atkins, 67 blocks. And the team MVP was Sarah Roach with 186 kills. Those are some impressive numbers. And I know we've got plenty of athletes coming back next year. So he certainly has a lot to look forward to. I want to jump over really quickly to uh, the women's hoops team and uh, Coach Rouse, Kyle Rouse, who also did a great job in a similar situation um, that Coach Trent had, where he had to walk into a program with athletes he did not recruit. Uh, and when he got there, there was very little structure, very little discipline, and a change in culture uh, was certainly required at that point. Um, and he found a way to get 12 wins out of, uh, out of a difficult season with not a lot of time to prepare. And so with all that being said, he also had one incredible player, Lauren Davis. I mean, there are others that stepped up as well, but Lauren was the team MVP. She won the Building Greatness Award, which we should probably rename the Sean Harris Award, but or the Sean Harris Building Greatness Award, because that's literally what it is. She had 15 double-doubles. She actually had a triple-double. She averaged 16.8 rebounds. She would have been a top, uh, I believe, a top 50 producer in the NAIA, and a game-high 32 points one game. So she really took on a lot of responsibility herself. And Mamusa Seika also. She's 6'4". She dropped 20 points on San Diego State and also won the most improved award. Um, and so, wow, San Diego State. You know, you look at games like that and teams like that. I think our men's team played Long Beach State. How is it that we're getting so many games against Division I schools? And at the time, remember, we were independent. We didn't even have our NAI status yet. No, I mean, um, you know, it's just... 
you know, as they say uh, in the hoop world, you know, game recognized game. You know, that's really what it came down to. You know, let's talk about Coach Rouse, though. Heck of a job. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I plucked him out of high school, you know, coaching women's basketball, you know, and, you know, I've, I've seen him grow, you know, as a coach. And I keep my eyes to what's going on, you know, in, in every sport and in every community. And it's my job to look for great talent. And um, a lot of people doubted him coming through the door, you know, even his previous places that he were coaching, you know, but, you know, I, I know what I need to find in, in the ingredients, you know, um, what I'm looking for. And and he was able to provide that. So kudos to him and his staff. I mean, you know, Coach K is, is with him, you know, and she does a great phenomenal job. And at the time we had Coach Hawkins, you know, who who recently got promoted, you know, to athletic coordinator, you know, um, because she does a dynamic job as well. Um, yeah, so, you know, Lauren Davis, come on, you know, you don't get no better than that. Like, mm. you know, she put it on uh, some of the best uh, talent in D1. I mean, they play six D1s, you know, and mm -hmm. that's just having credibility. You know, we were independent, but people understand, you know, what's cooking over here. You know, uh, even The Rock understands it. You know, he coined the phrase. I mean, can you smell what's cooking over at yeah. West Cliff? And it's cooking yep. good. It smells good. Smell like something that grandma make. You know, the kind <laughs> of stuff that you just come in and you just fighting over it. Somebody need to get a plate. And that's what's going on. Like, <laughs> it's a lot of greatness going on that's cooking because we uh, appreciate differences over here at West Cliff. You know, we're not trying to be a melting pot. You know, we're a salad. Everybody keeps their individual DNA on my team. You know, I want you to keep that integrity of who you are. That's why I brought you over here. I just want to infuse you with this 5C culture, get a little bit of spice because I like to think I spiced it up for them. And then we'll get a little classy, but a little gritty, right? And then we got great content creators, you know, out there, you know, Brandon Peterson, you know, we got he, he does a hell of a job with, with showcasing our, um, you know, program the way it need to be. I mean, his lens hits different, you know, um, you know, we, we got Jay, you know, does her thing, you know, Jalissa, if you don't know her, her real name, she does a great job. We got great people on staff, you know, SIDs, game time management, all those great things that make uh, the magic happens, you know, and, and, and it's an unappreciated position, right? Because if you don't know the dynamics, you just, you know, pop on the TV and you watched, you know, a program, you understand all the little things that go into making this entertainment thing happen. And, but I do. And I appreciate that. And I make sure they have a voice and they have creative expression within our program. Um, you know, so, I mean, all of these things allow us to be who we are. And I think it's just a great mixture of that. So, I mean, so we're the best salad bowl ever that you ever had, you know, and you can distinctively taste each and every vegetable and fruit and all the healthy things, right, that go into a healthy culture, you know, so. Um, I'm I'm totally excited where we're going, you know, yeah. and I'm excited where the, the women's program this year, I, I hate to say it, we might even be better. So mm. um, than last year, I mean, and, and that's saying a lot and, um, and, and I'm excited to see it. You know, we just want to play, you yeah. know, but, yeah. but under the right conditions and understanding and having respect for COVID-19. So nobody wants to, you know, so, you know, so to speak, poo poo what's going on. It's, it's a real app, you know, pandemic, People are really dying. We're going to respect whatever, um, you know, our legislation and governors and, and everybody would return to play. But if we are able to compete this year, I'm excited to see him do it.
Absolutely. There, there's so much to look forward to. There's one other person off the uh, women's basketball team I wanted to mention. That's Mary DeShoyan, who was a player. And I'm bringing this up because she's transitioning to coach. Yeah. In particular, coach of the Warrior Academy teams. Yes. Do you want to speak a little bit about the Warrior Academy? I really don't because I don't want to tell <laughs> I really don't want to tell people what we're doing to okay. be totally honest. I mean, Got I don't it. like the kiss and tell, you know what okay. I mean? Um, um, but what I will say is the Warrior Academy is something that is unique. Um, when we get it off the ground and get it up and running, I promise you I spend more time on this subject. Uh, right now it's too much intellectual property out there that, that somebody can mask and take it for their own. But just trust me, um, we're developing over here. I mean, we, we value um, helping kids at every level get to their passion and their goal when it comes to athletics and academics. So um, I'm excited about that. I mean, you know, I got Rich Vargas, rich.com. He's he's really over top of that piece. Um, I trust him with, with that. It was a lot of great people around him. You know, Andre Wallace, a lot of great young coaches. Um, you know, you know, this program allows my my younger coaches and assistant coaches and GAs to have more of a voice as they develop into head coaches as well. So it, it, it really goes twofold in a lot of things of what we're doing, you know, as a culture, you know, at Westcliff and what we trying to uh, how we're trying to compete, you know, for years to come. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. More information will become available. We're just. Uh, yeah. 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 I, I promise I share. But right now. Okay. Um, I get it. Yeah, I just don't want to give away mom's apple pie for free. Got it. Got yeah. it. Okay. I understand. Mom, mom well, wouldn't want me to do that either. You know, you know, so, you know, mom never give away her secret recipe, right? right? <laughs> of course so, not. Yeah. So it stays not. in the family until we're ready to put it on the market. All right. That's good. I like yeah. that. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, last, you know, there's plenty of other sports we could talk about. Uh, I I don't want to say I'm hesitant to talk about baseball. Why? We, Come on. Well, hey, look, I know. It's been I a walk-off. Listen, you had a walk-off of the of a lifetime this year, right? Yeah, we had, okay. we had some success. D2, D, some success. We had plenty of success. <laughs> like, number one, it's, it's just, it's no crying in baseball anyway, Charmette. So stop crying. <laughs> like, stop crying. It's no crying in baseball. So let, let's get into it. Look, here's the deal, right? Okay, you put together a dynamic group of guys, right? And then you held them to a higher standard, right? And that standard was not only met, but it was exceeded. We had some great volunteer coaches. We had a great addition with Bo, you know, Bo, Bo knows baseball. He really does, mm -hmm. even oh, though yeah. he's from Ohio State, you know, <laughs> yeah, you know, but it's Big Ten, you know, you know, I'm teasing okay. Bo. Bo, we'll Bo a does pass. a great, yeah, he does a great job, but we mm -hmm. got some dynamic talent, but we had people who bought in. We had people on the roster that people forgot about. We had some people who had some things to prove and they proved it this year. And, I, and it starts with the leadership up top. You did a bang out job. The walk off that I was alluding to was against Concordia, you know, D2 you know, competition, you know, in their, you know, it, listen, listen, we brought it, right? We we brought it um, and it was a great game. We came up on top. Not only that, I mean, you had a lot more signature, you know, wins over the season. I mean, Chapman win was no slouch. They were the D3 champions the year before. Um, you know, that culture doesn't disappear in one year. Like, you know, they know how to win and they've been there before. And this was a nogger year for us. So although we learned a lot, we also taught people a lot too, that when you play West Cliff, you know, the cliff as Bo liked to call it, 
Um, you mm. got to bring it. You got to bring it. You know, we want you to bring your hard hat and, and, and your lunch pail and understand that we pull it out of the mud here, right? It's no easy uh, way. We can't shortcut success. So we're, we're not taking the elevator. We choose, the st- we choose the steps. But the only difference is we skip steps. You know, that's the difference. But but when you skip a step, it still hurt because you're really doing a lunge. So you get real deep. So by the time we get up to the top, we're going to be able to have a strong enough foundation to hold up a championship. So that's kind of my mentality with it. The coaches love it. I love it. I love to compete. Um, bang out job by our baseball team. Uh, we grew this year off the field and on the field. And, and we had a lot of experiences, you know, and we had a lot of great great um wins this year like what what was your record sure uh we were 19 and 8 when it all came down right so 19 and 8 and they cut our season off right yeah yeah, yeah. we may have had a 35 win season ahead yeah. of us yeah. looking at our our opponents and, and uh the way we were playing we kind of hit our stride there we had six players hit over 400 um you know we had our Team MVP was Wyatt Baptiste, our center fielder, who played almost every game, did not make one error in center field. And uh, he was one of those guys that hit over 400, stole 24 bases. He just he couldn't do anything wrong. He was he was perfect guy in the leadoff spot. Our big first baseman, Trey Harmon, also hit over 400, got the winning hit against Concordia in that walk-off game, losing eight to one in the fourth inning and wound up winning nine, eight and 13. So, you know, with the success comes expectation. So hopefully we can return to play as normal or have some sort of normalcy. We can get back to normal. it. I don't want normal. I know, but I, I mean, sure, in, sure, in terms I'll, of. Listen, I don't want normal. Like, here's the deal. Like, everybody's like, return to normal. No, I want to return to great. You know what I mean? So I don't want return to normal. That's just mediocre. Like, because some people just should have shut down. Like, you know what I mean? Some people should have shut down because not every, you know, athletic department is created equal. Right. And it was some things that helped us in this whole you know, pandemic that we need to stop, you know, start and continue some things that we need to stop doing some things we need to start doing and some things we need to continue to do. So I don't want to go back to normalcy. Normalcy to me equals, you know, mediocre. Like I want to be great. Like whatever we were, we got to be better than that. You know, so that's my mentality. So I'm I'm sorry I interrupted, but no, I mean, that right there just sticks me to the side. I hear a lot of people saying that, oh, let's just return back to normal. What's good about normal? Like, mm. show me a normal guy you want to follow. Show me a normal girl you want to follow. Like, we should be, our example should be higher than that. It should be greatness, right? Or above. And, and that can be to your own liking, right? And whatever that looks like to you, I'm not trying to put that on anybody, right? It don't have to look a certain way. But for me, normal just means stagnant, right? I'm productive, you know? I'm built different. Yeah. You yeah. Know, I'm built well, different. Well, we all want to return to, to greatness. Oh, that's what I'm talking to, about. To start. That's yeah, what I'm talking to about. Start, now, I now, just be able to return. Okay. Now you sound like my first round there. draft pick. Now there you go. sound like my first round draft pick now. Because I was there starting to wonder. No, no, no. Nothing okay. to worry about. Right. I just want to be able to return. I, I want right. the campus to open. I want to okay. get back on the field and hit yeah. fungos and throw yeah. batting practice. And, you know, I want to get back to that. So I just felt sorry the way the season ended for the guys because we had, you know, our top pitcher, Braden Ray, five and one with five complete games, and we were stealing bases and playing the way you're supposed to play. Who's playing the Sherman way? Yeah, playing well, the way. We're an aggressive equals, team. I which like equals the five C way, which equals greatness. Like, yeah, I love well, it. Come I had on, a good let's, teacher. Let's, let's let's talk about this. Number one, I mean, you're on a heck of a team in college, right? I know you don't like the teacher on horn, but you're a first round draft pick for real. 
to me. Okay. Houston Astros got it right. Mm. Right. Okay. Things happen. Who cares? I got you and I'm happy. Right. They're lost my game. Right. Mm. And my program's game, my, 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 my whole student athletes who come through our program should be super happy that they have somebody that went all the way from grassroots all the way to the top level. It don't matter what you did. I don't care about that. How many people don't make it? It's the path, right? So you got an understanding so you can get people there. So for student athletes that's out there looking for other programs, right, for all these bells and whistles and probably won't play and won't get developed, I don't know how you're skipping us. Like, I really don't. Like, do the math. Okay, if two plus two doesn't equal eight, then you had the wrong program because it equals eight at Westcliff. It might equal four somewhere else, but it equals eight at Westcliff because we overachievers, right? And we got people here that does, already got the resume for that. So Sherm has a resume, you know, for this thing, right? So it was not a better coach that I could ever had come to Westcliff, you know, in my opinion. He was my first round draft pick, first ever hire, right? Okay. And I feel like I got it right. Now, he, he almost scared me like five – minutes ago with this normalcy <laughs> thing but but besides that you know i think i'm good so yeah. so if you're listening out there you want to come and bring it and, and want to be a baseball player and you're going to skip shermet the sherm dog way <laughs> then you out of your mind all right well i'm i'm lucky because i'm guided i just want to be honest C's. about that hey That's i appreciate it thank you i well, appreciate it but the proof is in the pudding you showed it first inaugural year first baseball program ever built from scratch for westcliff Legacy has began, right? Mm. Now we got to solidify it with a championship. Absolutely. Right? Now we can't Absolutely. play for a championship this year. So a lot of people got let off the hook because I really believe we are equipped and built this year to win championships in our program. So now we got to push the pause button, get better, uh, look at ourselves, continue to to fight up the hill and, and see what we can do in 2021. Sustain that early success. Yeah, Absolutely. And, and here's the deal. You know, like, like I said, you know, people are going to hear this and think it's brass talk and we just talking, you know, little stuff. We, we're not. I, I really, truly believe this. Like my sincerity is my credibility, you know, and my, and my credentials. I really believe what I say. And I really believe that we have a championship program and I'm willing to play, play the best competition that's out there. And we're not going to make any excuses about what the results is. You beat us, we get better. Just understand, like, we bite our bottom lip, we put our back against the wall, and we swing. And, and we're looking for a knockout, right? Mm. We don't even we don't even start a boxing match off with a jab. <laughs> we kind of leave with an uppercut or a right hook. Like, mm -hmm. that's how we try to come out. And, and some may think that's reckless, but I think it's due diligence to greatness. That's what I think. So, Excellent. like I said, hey, Sherm, I told you I'm wired different, you know? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I learned that in about 10 seconds yep. when I first met you. I remember that very well. You even went to work before you got hired. I did. I remember that. Yeah, I did. I remember that. That's probably mm -hmm. illegal, Sherm. Uh, maybe really I shouldn't probably, have said that. I think I volunteered before I got hired. How about that? That works. That yeah, works yeah, really well. That's probably well. That's the perfect. technical thing. You know, see, words get you in trouble, and, and mm -hmm. this podcast could get me in trouble as well. But well, you know what? Not. We can live on the edge. You know, we yeah. can be real. We're going to be honest. Um you know, what you see is what you get. You know, really, we believe that power in words because we know they build them up. It builds you up, right? Great, great words build you up and tear you down. 
So, you know, although, you know, we want to strive for this greatness in the program and I want all these great things to happen and my coaches feel the same way, but here it's with tact and love and empathy. So no, no, no one of our student athletes ever going to walk away from my program, you know, under my watch and feel like they wasn't built up because that's why we're building greatness. It's building up. We didn't say tear down greatness. We didn't say tear down individuals to get to greatness. We said building greatness. That means we should be in an environment that builds everyone up, you know, from the person who's getting a score, from the managers, from, you know, the GA that's running crazy with un, un, unbelievable work ethic. Like, we should be building everybody up in the program. Mm, absolutely. And that is the topic of today's podcast, Building Greatness the warrior way and the early success of Westcliff athletics. Hey, we'd like to thank a few people. First of all, Brandon Peterson for being our sound engineer. Yeah. Yeah. Katie Rouse. Yep. Katie Rouse. And also chase Dodge for helping us out in the sports information departments and the athletic director staff as well. Sean, as always our Dean of athletics, Sean Harris. Thank you for joining us today. My per hey, sure. Five C's baby all day. Five takeover C's begins all day, every day. Alrighty. Thanks again. And uh, I'm Sherm Dog, Dave Shermet. And uh, thank you for joining us for our podcast today. Keep an eye out for more podcasts. Brandon, put that in, okay? All the stuff that Sean's talking.